Hey, horror fans, if you are enjoying our podcast, please subscribe on Spotify or iTunes and give us a great rating. It'll help spread the word. Thank you. Hi, I'm Meredith. And I'm Katie. And this is I'm Not Scared, You're Scared. A horror movie podcast. All right. We are here tonight, once again, still here tonight. <laughs> we just can't get you enough. Just, you just won't leave my house. <laughs> okay, we are talking tonight about Annabelle from 2014, which is oh, one of one of my favorites. But we'll do quickly. And also, this is Meredith. Sorry, I'm just getting. I'm tired. Yeah, I mean, you should know by now who we are. This is Meredith. I'm Katie. Um, <laughs> and this is I'm um, Not Scared, You're is, Scared. I'm Not Scared, You're Scared. But you already heard that in the intro. I mean, yeah, sure. That's yeah. there. I mean, hopefully yeah. he'll, the boyfriend will edit that in. So <laughs> get on it. Okay. Anyway. But no, we've been, we've been together so much lately, I think, which is why we're getting kind of um, casual about the uh, nuts and bolts of our, you know, trying to be consistent with the recordings. But um we we have we don't really have a, a what's new with you to share because this is the third episode that we're recording in three days and it's tonight is the third night that we've been hanging out in the past week. Um, because really, after not seeing each other for ages, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and you know this is something probably most of you can can relate to is that um, the separation that we all experienced during COVID and then you know it, it starting to see people again and do the things that we used to do again and being in person again and kind of gradually, more gradually for some people, less gradually for others, depending on what part of the country you're in. Um, but for us, this has been a lot of together time. Because mm-hmm. um, we're in the Bay Area. Like, we were like, people, yeah. like, we didn't see each other. <laughs> yeah, we, just, we just pepper sprayed anybody. <laughs> like, stranger, danger. <laughs> That's um, my purse spray. <laughs> but yeah, so we were, uh, Meredith uh, gathered us for 4th of July, as she always does. She's got a great fireworks street. Um, and Lorraine and I were both here for that. And then um, just a few days after that, our book club, which is something that kind of brought us all together in a lot of ways, um, the beginning of our friendship, had its first in-person gathering um, where, you know, it was a big group, like the old big turnout. Yeah. Um, all vaccinated ladies ready to party. <laughs> yeah. Everyone brought their jug of wine. Yeah, we were out a on a, of wine. <laughs> a beautiful sunny back deck for that big earthquake that everybody was freaking out about, but we didn't feel because we were out on a big back deck with a bunch of drunk ladies. <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> also, for other parts of the country and world, um, it's always sunny in 65. So I know also we'll probably get a lot of hate mail for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we're just outside enjoying the nice breeze. Yeah, well, you and I both came from hot, hot, hot places. Yeah, I'm from I mean, Texas. I'm from Sacramento. Um, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, neither of us can really, we can't uh, testify to like Chicago winters, but no. we definitely know what it's like to suffer in the heat. Um, yeah, but there was, a, sure. there was a great little book club gathering. And then that night we went straight from that book club to um, recording uh, with Lorena. And then earlier this evening, we reconvened at Meredith's again and um, recorded our Conjuring 2 episode with Lorena. And Lorena had to, to leave. So now it's just me and Mare. But uh, we're, we're just going to keep on rolling. 
Yeah, we'll keep on rolling. I'm tonight. I am doing the synopsis of Annabelle. Um, so I can go ahead and do that. If you haven't watched it recently, I have to say, like, this is one of my favorites of it's the pretty spectacular universe. I love it so much. Yeah, and I can go perfect. into it's fantastic. And I can go into a little bit more of the why mm-hmm. after I do the uh, synopsis. But um, I also think it's so. the best standalone one in the universe. Oh, yeah. Like, you for pluck sure. it out, and it is a perfect movie by itself. You don't need to have seen any other Conjuring Exactly. Universe you don't need, like, any kind of backstory to kind no. of be scared out of your mind, right. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so, um, Annabelle came out in 2014. Um, the movie opens by kind of replaying the scene. Um, the beginning scene from the Conjuring film where you get your introduction to Annabelle and as a viewer you're left with a question where did Annabelle come from like what is with this doll um, and then we are introduced to a young couple playing thumb wars in church the wife is very pregnant and uh, they're kind of having a nice Sunday morning they couple they everybody drive. gets through church uh, their That's own <Yes>. Um, the couple drives home with an older couple. Um, they're not like super, super old, but they're no. like, they have adults. They're adults. a generation above. Yeah. You know? Yes, yes, yes. So, um, they are chatting outside their homes. They're like, thanks for driving, for giving us the ride to church. They're chatting outside their homes for like a little bit and discussing about baby names, uh, as they walk inside each of their homes and say good goodbye. Um, they, uh. Kind of uh, the expectant mother, whose her name is Mia, says, you know, we need to kind of be sensitive to them because they lost a daughter. And the husband says, um, you know, she she didn't die. Like, she just ran, <laughs> she ran off. off with the hippies. <laughs> yeah, she just ran off and joined a hippie community or, like, hippie commune. Um, so then... Um, they kind of are kind they kind of allude to that and kind of you know move on and then as they're entering the home john just opens the front door and mia's like oh you know like we need to make sure we lock the doors and he's like oh okay but like not he doesn't like brush her off but i don't think he really takes it super seriously we should say we're in 1967 right now right sorry let me go back really quickly this is like santa monica 1960s um, times where there's like the illusion of safety, especially if you're uh, out in the suburbs. Like yeah, there, sure. this isn't an urban setting. It's a tree-lined street with big, beautiful homes all set back and everything. Like nobody was locking their doors. Right. So um, then we asks him, like, you know, please lock. Let's be sure to lock our doors in the future. Um, but he doesn't seem as worried about this as his wife does. And then oh, later, hysterical women. Oh, <laughs> you're pregnant. You, what do you know? Okay. <laughs> Shut up, hormone monster. <laughs> so then later that night, uh, Mia's sewing and then watching the news. And then, you know, that that sort of idea of safety in the suburbs, she, they're wa- she's watching about the Manson murders. Mm-hmm. And um, they're talking about the the Tate and LaBianca murders and the cult leader and all that stuff. Then later that night, John, present, who's the husband, uh, presents Mia with a doll that completes the set that um, is for the nursery, and she's very excited. Um, so then they go to bed. Wait, and it's then, a big, ugly, horrible doll. It's a big, and she's like, Victorian. <laughs> it's a big Victorian doll. I don't know. Like I had those when I was a kid, and yeah. I was like, I just don't, she has man hands. Like not only she's got kind of a creepy face, and it's all frilly and everything, but if you look at the porcelain <laughs> hands on that doll, they're like like a Gigantic. basketball player's hands. <laughs> well, also it doesn't seem like a gremit, like a. 
like smile. a smile. It seems like a grimace, yeah. kind of. Yeah, because she's got her lips are painted on, kind of weird. This is not the wife. This is the doll, by the way. <laughs> Let me the just... woman has man hands. <laughs> Let me just quickly say that the hormones okay, are. Her. So I digress. <laughs> I mean, I think yeah. I mean, you can Google the images of this doll, but you know, we're not wrong. Okay? Or watch the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and in case you've forgotten. So she's she's very excited. Oh, she's like, yay, thank you so much. It was really hard to find this doll. So he found it somehow. Then later that night, uh, Mia is wakened by sounds of the neighbors, uh, who are the Higgins, that's their names. Um, they're kind of, they're being attacked and then subsequently murdered in a home invasion. Uh, she wakes John and then he goes next door and discovered the murdered neighbors. He runs back home, yells at Mia, called the police. Mia is then attacked by the Higgins killers um, and then she's stabbed and the female attacker shut her shuts herself inside the nursery and then she dies by suicide while while holding Mia's new man-handed doll. <laughs> she's um, like, I gotta die. I can't handle the hands on this doll. <laughs> so then the p- police arrive, um, John and the male attacker, they're both kind of fighting each other. The police arrive and shoot the male attacker. Um, they help the couple and she gets taken to the hospital. It's discovered that the attackers are Annabelle Higgins and her boyfriend, both members of a, uh, a cult. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so that is the daughter of these neighbors that were murdered. Yeah, her name is Annabelle Higgins, and she was the um, briefly mentioned hippie daughter who yeah. ran away. So Mia recovers from the stabbing. Um, she's put on permanent bed rest until she has the baby. Um, and she she's at home where many paranormal events happen, which lead to a fire and then Mia essentially going into labor while also experiencing being dragged across the floor by an entity. Um, fortunately, Mia is rescued. She gives birth to a daughter who they named Leah. The couple, they move to Pasadena because she's like, I can't go back to that house. Like mm-hmm. something's going on. And he's getting a residency, so they move to a very nice apartment building in Pasadena. It's very large, but kind of old, older. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I get a very, like, Rosemary's, Rosemary's Baby, Baby vibe, for yeah. sure. Um, Not quite that stately, but definitely the vibe. Yeah, for sure. Um, so then the couples that they're unpacking, and she, the previously discarded Annabelle doll, John had discarded her, thrown her in the trash. Uh, is in the boxes that Mia is unpacking. She decides to keep the doll and kind of wants to move on. And she's like, this is a gift. Let's just keep it and we're going to move on. Um, Big mistake. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Ooh. Okay, so... (laughs) Ooh. Then she throws it away and then that's the end of the movie. Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye. Go home. Finish your popcorn in the car. (laughs) So then many, um, of course, paranormal events happened, including seeing Annabelle Higgins in a ghostly form as a child and as an adult, and then a ghost-like figure, excuse me, a goat-like figure in the basement, and it chases her um, up the stairs. So then she contacts the detective who was in charge of the Higgins murders, and he provides more details about the couple that attacked them. She goes to the bookshop run by Evelyn or Alfred Woodard, Aww. who we love. And eventually, She's amazing. <laughs> and eventually she confides in her that there is a, a presence that is invading their home and and trying to hurt them. Um, and of course, Evelyn believes her and, and um, she gives her like several books to, to read. After reading the occult book she has purchased, she sees that the entity is trying to claim a soul 
Um, so then Father Perez, their parish priest, is called, and then he offers to take the doll, which attacks him while he is driving, um, which puts him in the hospital. The Annabelle doll is somehow inexplicably returned to the couple's home. Um, and uh, attacks the family again. John's at the hospital, and then Evelyn intervenes, taking the doll and jumping from the window, which prevented Mia from doing the very thing that the entity wanted, which was to take her soul. Um, It was explained briefly earlier that um, Evelyn had lost her own adult daughter because she fell asleep at the wheel, and she attempted to take her own life because of her grief, but her daughter had, had gone to her, during that moment and said that this is like not how you, you die. This is like, yeah, there's a better plan for you. Um, the, the family is finally free of the entity and the Annabelle doll is gone. Like they don't know where it is. Um, and then it it cuts to another scene where it's, um, an antiques shop and you see Annabelle is there. Looking busted. Looking busted. <laughs> she's, she's seen it. Yeah, she's in a, in a shop. And you see an older woman. Um, she kind of starts inquiring about the doll. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I can't believe you have this. Like, how did you get this? Um, and she, you know, says, wrap it up. I want to buy this for my daughter who's a student nurse. Who's a yeah. nurse? Um, and then, of course... Those, one of those nurses was one of the characters we meet at the beginning of the Conjuring films. So that is a very quick <laughs> synopsis of of that film, which Annabelle. I freaking love. That's Annabelle. So good. So I guess my I'd go to you, Katie. Is it scary? Oh my god, yes, it's scary. <laughs> Not only is it scary, it's beautiful. Like we both already said, and I think that it's it's kind of obvious to anybody who, you know, likes scary movies that this is very reminiscent of Rosemary's Baby, not just from like the appearance of the apartment building that a good portion of the movie takes place in, but also it's like the young, beautiful, blonde, pregnant wife. Mm-hmm. Even though she's not pregnant anymore once she's in the apartment building. But it it's all, you know, the young wife and um, her experiences. And it's just, and also the time period that it's set in contributes to that, too. So mm-hmm. it reminds me very much of Rosemary's Baby. Um, but yeah, it's really, really scary. And I, I told this story back when we were talking about Ouija, because Ouija and Annabelle came out at the same time. Mm-hmm. And my friend and I were trying to decide which one to go see. And mm-hmm. we went to see Ouija because we thought Annabelle looked dumb. Me too. I didn't. Well, I mean, I didn't make a choice, but I was like, I saw the commercial and I was like, nah, whatever. Well, because at that point, the only context we had was this Conjuring. was just the snippet from the beginning of the Conjuring movie. And we're yeah. like, oh, they tried to make a whole movie out of that snippet. Whatever. Turns out. <laughs> Turns out. We are dead wrong. Oh, so wrong. So wrong. Um, yeah. So it's I mean, it's scary from start to finish. Uh, it's got a lot of the characteristics that we talked about uh, uh the other Conjuring movies so far of the building suspense, um, the the framing of the shots, the the use of of silence and you know small noises, um, kind of like drawn out shots and angles, like the moment when um, Mia discovers like at the beginning because one I think one of the scariest scenes in the movie is the whole Manson like attack at the beginning and mm-hmm. when Mia has run mm-hmm. back into the home and called the police but her husband is still next door with these bodies and she's alone and you have already seen the adult Annabelle holding the doll, but Mia hasn't seen her yet. Mm -hmm. And then you just hear, I like your doll. 
Uh-huh. And it's so loud, like so much louder than it should have been, mm-hmm. um, given the shot and the circumstances. Well, it's just like silence, 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 yeah. silence. Like but it's pink. like it's being whispered directly into your ear <laughs> oh, when she yes. makes that statement. And I it's know. so effective. Um, and then another scene that I found really, really scary is when they are in the apartment building and Mia has gone down into the basement to put stuff in their storage unit. And there's like, you know, there's a... A stroll, not a stroll, a pram, whatever they called it back then, um, with like a crying baby, crying baby noises, and she she gets really spooked, and she sees the the goat demon, and she runs and tries to get on the elevator, and she's like, "Whew, I got on the elevator, and the doors are closed." But then the doors reopen, and it's still in the basement. And then she gets them to close again, and whew, the doors are closed, and it opens again, and it's still the basement. And you're like, "What the fuck?" So then she has to like run to the stairwell, and she's going up the stairs, and the thing is Hauling pursuing ass. her up the stairs, and she and the, yeah. She's like looking down over the edge of the stairwell and seeing its hand like kind of reaching out over over the railing and like the whole it's just a really drawn out intense like really frightening sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, and you hear like slam 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 yeah like, of his like, like his ram <laughs> um, And then I think the the last part for the, to me it wasn't even scary it was just like it. I, I can't even think of the word to describe it because like as a parent, it's when she's freaking out more toward the end and she thinks she has the Annabelle doll beating it across the side of the crib and then she throws it across the room and then she looks and it wasn't the doll. It's her daughter. Mm-hmm. And so she thinks that she was beating her baby daughter across the side of this crib mm-hmm. and like runs to her and is just like, you know, keening and screaming, thinking that she's just murdered her daughter. Yeah. And then you find then the daughter then becomes an, a different doll. That giggly from her collection. doll. Yeah. Oh, my God. But like that moment where like she has just been just furiously wailing on the side of this piece of furniture with what she thinks is a doll. And then to have her have that moment of like, oh, my God, that was my baby. Yeah. That I was just doing that too. Yes. Like it just makes you sick mm-hmm. for like a moment. Yeah. And then you're like, oh my God. Oh, thank God. It was just another doll. Oh, this other piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have so many dolls? What's wrong with you? I know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's just like, there's so many standout moments. And even the ones in between are all like so good. Like the, the drawings of the, the, there's a little neighbor boy who's doing all those little drawings on the stairs. And then she comes home and she finds one of his drawings and is like, oh, look, it's me and the baby. He drew this. And then another one flutters down. And oh, now there's a truck in the drawing. And another one flutters down. Like, oh, now the truck is running over the baby and the baby's lying in a pool of blood. well we know annabelle can draw so yeah she's great with crayons she's great with crayons we know this from the first not so much watercolors but crayons crayons she can she can nail it she can handle those yeah so um yes this is scary this movie scared me bad yeah and it does every time i i mean yeah i would definitely it's one of my favorites from this the conjuring universe i think Man, I just love the setting so much. I love that scene. I, I don't know. I just like the scene of like the, the suspense where it's just like, you know, they're in that ha- the home. They We as a viewer see an attack. We see something happening to the Higgins next door at the very, the very beginning part before they move to the apartment. And we're like, oh, my gosh, something intense is going on. And, you know, he... We think the husband's a goner, actually. Right, because he's like, just run into a house where these people have just been like, murdered. She's John, I don't know. And he's like, I'm going to go see if they need help. They run, he runs over. You're like, oh, shit, he's dead. Yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Something happened because you just, you get that foreshadowing 
by seeing the Manson murders right. on the on the sh- television. And, you know, like anyone who knows about those murders, it's like adult men, you know, people were victimized. It was everybody who died. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter if you were like a strong man mm-hmm. or a woman. And you were just killed. And so you think something terrible is going to happen to the husbands. You're not really sure. Maybe not, but you know, it's definitely like in the realm of possibilities. And it's just like she, you hear, it seems like a summer, nice summer night. And she walks out to the porch and you hear kind of like a tinkling of the uh, wind wind chimes. And then, you know, you're just like silenced and the camera's panning around. And you're just like, oh my gosh! And suddenly he runs in, the yeah. husband, and he's covered, covered in blood. blood. Not my blood! Not my blood! <laughs> not my blood! Not my blood! He yells that to her, and he's like, "Call the police!" And that scene's just executed so. Oh my gosh, it's so good. I love it. And that inexplicably crazy boyfriend who jumps out from the closet. Oh my god! He just kind of walks out with a knife. He's like, like "Time uh, to uh, die!" And he's wearing like some crazy white pajamas. Yeah, <laughs> right. I just love that when you were doing the recap and you were talking about him and John um, fighting or struggling, I don't know what words you use, but the vision I got in my head was like the old timey boxing. <laughs> like they both had their dukes up and they, they were, were doing like their circling. <laughs> like, no one's getting out of here. See? See? <laughs> you gotta go through me first. See? Yes. So then, yeah, I mean, same thing as you mentioned earlier, the part where Annabelle, Annabelle Higgins is like, I like your doll. I like your doll. Oh my gosh. And then we see that she has died by suicide. Mia is has a the oxygen mask on. She's being wheeled out. Mm-hmm. You see Annabelle. She has, gets stabbed in the abdomen. Yeah. But just it's like to the side. Yeah. And so it doesn't pierce the, the, but she's the kind uterus. Of like, what, oh, my gosh. Passing out. Whatever. You kind of it's a little bit blurryish, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and you see Annabelle Higgins had taken her own life and blood is running down on to Annabelle the doll. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we should call the doll Annabelle yet. I yeah. don't know. Like, well, is that's that part of the possession, right? I actually made some notes about that, but I don't know if it's something that we should talk about at this point because it's something that evolves with the more information you get from the later Annabelle movies. But it does in this movie imply that that's the moment the doll becomes possessed because you have the dead woman Annabelle's blood trickling into the doll's eye and then the eye kind of like... <laughs> Like, sucks yeah. it up. It disappears, you know? the blood. Yeah. So. And so that's kind of the implication. And then when they talk to, you know, when Mia gets more information from the detective about what um, Annabelle and her boyfriend were trying to do, um, he was saying that they belong, the cult they belonged to was called the Disciples of the Ram. And they actually, it wasn't supposed to be a sacrifice, that it was a ceremony that was meant to conjure something. And so that's why Mia gets this idea that they, they succeeded and mm-hmm. they conjured something. And so now we're led to believe that whatever it is that they've conjured is now housed in this doll mm-hmm. but when you see the next Annabelle movie which takes place before this one mm-hmm. you learn that it's not like this was a wholesome doll before it came into Mia and John's household like mm-hmm. it was already evil mm-hmm. and so you know it's like it, it's it, I don't know if you could call that um a lack of continuity, or if it's just supposed to be that the, this doll has been repeatedly a conduit for various evil spirits throughout time. Well, like because, a magnet for evil, yeah, kind of. Yeah, good point. Yeah, just like found over and rod, over again. If yeah. you will. <laughs> yes, basically. Yeah. But just for the purpose of this movie being the first one that came out and the only one anyone had seen at that point, that, that does, mm-hmm. you do believe that the doll, there was, it was just a normal doll. 
yes. before this happens. Yeah. And then you see that, I mean, when you hear more of a context, or not hear, but like watch in the other movies. But um, yeah, that's just frightening. Just so scary, that that part. And um, I think also, like you mentioned, that basement scene. It's insane. Oh. And like I said, I really enjoy movies where a lot is left to the imagination. Yeah, and they do. It's they, just little glimpses. Oh my gosh. Just fingers over a railing or just a part of a face and an eye. Mm-hmm. You don't really see the demon full out. But he kind of reminds me of the demon that you love from Insidious. Yes. The goat hoof demon. Yeah. Yeah. That where he's like kind of like, I'm going to pick at you. And <laughs> I'm, I'm going to look at you over here. <laughs> hey, hi. And you're like, no, no. We're all dead. But it reminded me of um, <laughs> the basement scene in Rosemary's Baby mm-hmm. where Mia Farrow's or, doing um, laundry. Rosemary isn't she? is doing her laundry. Yeah. yeah. And it's a creepy basement. And she meets um, that that other girl. And they Who talk was staying about, with the neighbors. Mm-hmm, yeah. The cast of vets. And she's like, oh, we heard somebody died here. Or like, there's some crazy stuff. Like, let's agree to come down here together. And mm-hmm. it's kind of, they have the same kind of set up where there's like the um the storage the storage area yeah. and it's dark and kind of you know they they don't it's like unfinished. it unfinished that's what they call yes. it in the listings <laughs> yeah, it's unfinished so that kind of was like a throwback to me which i really appreciated and i was like i wonder if this this director or these people who who wrote this movie like were kind of trying to do a little bit of they a callbacks had to be. right they had like, to be because it definitely felt like that and the same goes with um when they buy when she goes to buy the books mm-hmm. and she reads about the occult and she's like getting all nervous and like reading more yeah. about it. Same with Rosemary's baby, except in this case, her husband doesn't just sort of like poo poo it away and say yeah. like it's not a thing. Well, and also of like, of course we know guy was in, Rosemary's in, baby. in on it the whole time. <laughs> he was like, you know, sort of part of it. But um, yeah, I just really loved that. Those were like, kind. it just felt really kind of, not like a brand new movie. It yeah. just felt very... It was reminiscent, but it didn't feel like a ripoff, though. No, not at all. It, it, and it I felt can tell like an when a movie does that. <laughs> yes. I can tell when a movie is like, I'm just going to use this formula and rip it off. And yeah. I'm like, God, that's so tired. Yeah. Well, really, because it wasn't really the story that was the same as Rosemary's Baby. It was the setting. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And the feel. Yeah, but the actual sure. story and events are completely different. Definitely. So I love, I mean, I just love that. Yeah. And I'm a huge fan of Rosemary's Baby. I'll watch it every year. Yeah. It's like one it of my favorites. It never gets old. Because it's terrifying. It's, <laughs> it's so, so crazy. terrifying. But um, yeah, that's all I had to add about the, um, what I liked about it, yeah. what I thought was scary. And yeah. Mm. Everyone, if you want to be scared, you know, f- watch, watch this. this um, watch this bad boy. And you, and so you said that you had some information about uh, real life uh, context for this story. Okay, so the real life context for the story of Annabelle, like the doll, um, in real life, it's not a creepy Victorian doll that <laughs> looks with the big man hands yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the grimace face and the drag makeup. It's like, ooh, it's, <laughs> It's a Raggedy Ann doll, and it's housed, or was at least, housed in the Occult Museum of uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren. So according to the Warrens, the doll was given to a student nurse, and the doll behaved strangely. Um, 
like just strange events were happening around it. Mm-hmm. A psychic said the doll was inhabited, inhabited by a spirit of a deceased girl named Annabelle. So basically, much like the film says, yeah. um, the nurses are attempting to accept this and kind of live life around this doll and be kind of nurturing. And then the doll um, just continues to exhibit frightening behavior. Um, so then the Warrens just take it and put it yeah. in that case and say, don't touch it. Yep. Um, Problem solved. Yeah. Really, though, this is the only this is only supported by the Warrens. Like, there's no re- really nobody no else documentation to, of the nurses yeah. or anything like that. Not that I could find. I mean, yeah. I could be incorrect, but I feel like this is only told by them, the Warrens. There's Who no were sometimes <laughs> full of shit. <laughs> there's no corroboration. <laughs> um, yeah, but really, that's about it. If you look, you know, if you just Google a real Annabelle doll, you'll find it's like a Raggedy Ann doll in a case. Yeah. Um, with um, the, the the warning, you know, don't open under any circumstances. Yeah. Um, really, that's about it. No backstory, <laughs> like no nothing wow. else. But yeah, I, I thought there there would be more, but there really isn't. Yeah, well, and you know, in already in the two Conjuring movies that we've talked about, um, you know, the the movie makers are taking a lot of liberties, a lot of good mm-hmm. liberties, because yeah. if you made the stories literally the way they occurred, and it would not be as entertaining. Yeah, um, nobody would want to watch. Because the reason I love the those movies is because I love the characters of Ed and Lorraine that Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga have created. Mm-hmm. If those characters were actually like Ed and Lorraine were in real life, I don't think I would like them quite as much. Mm-hmm. And probably not be as interested in watching movies featuring them. Definitely. Yeah. And the movie they of this, you know, Annabelle, they're like, what's going on? They're like, this doll's acting weird. Like, I'll take it. And then that's the end. Yeah. You know, we need more. Yeah. Give, <laughs> give us some more. Give we us some more. Some and then more. we end up getting a lot more. We get two more movies worth more. <laughs> and it is. Whew. I mean, Animal Creation. That's ooh, that for that's me. That one. might be one, the scariest in it the is, universe for me. It is really. I mean, I love this. This one yeah. scared the crap out of me. That other but one, Creation, is. has has some has some horror movie elements that this movie didn't utilize. Not like as a criticism of either one, mm-hmm. but this one. One of the things that's so great about it is it has a a very cohesive style that feels a little more classic, like Rosemary's Baby, like classic horror mm-hmm. um whereas annabelle creation as we'll talk about when we record about that it's like it utilizes a little bit more like the jump scares and, and blah it felt feels more like the rest of the conjuring movies mm-hmm. in that way yeah um so depending on what scares you you might find one scarier than the other yeah right right i think that's one of the reasons i love annabelle so much it's like a lot is left to the imagination that's one of the reasons i just love so many other movies like blair witch project I mean, yeah. people hated it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, a lot of people do. It's since then, it's kind of developed. People got angry at the end. People were really They mad. wanted resolution. They yes. wanted it expl- like spelled out for them. Yeah. And answered. Um, I loved it. I thought I loved did. that it was like so original. It was so weird. It was so like you had to just sort of imagine what was going on. And it worked for me. And since then, it's sort of developed a following where yeah. people are like, okay, let's revisit this. This is really good. Yeah. Like, you know, I just love that. So um, I don't like things overexplained. I don't like blatant imagery yeah. all the time. You I don't mean, like the movie to treat you like you're dumb. I don't want to be treated <laughs> like I'm dumb. Like, I have two master's degrees, people. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't get me wrong. I love crazy imagery, too. Like, I love it. 
Yeah. But Stephen King's the king. So yeah, and that's different. You know, it's just totally a different different. <laughs> different type of movie. I'll take well yeah, I'll take Pennywise. I'll look at him right in the face and I'll love it. <laughs> you know? I'll make out with him. I'll look at him. Just like Richie. Kiss me, fat boy. Oh, it was me. Ben. It was Ben because it was oh, kiss yeah. me, fat boy. <laughs> yeah. But it was one of the Skarsgård brothers now, so. Yeah. He's not bad to look at. He's, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't mind uh, unbuttoning some of those pom-poms. Oh, God. <laughs> Ugh. Okay. <Hey. laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. So what I thought my contribution to our discussion tonight could be um, is when I... I'll, I'll talk in a minute about my my parent recommendation, which you know, as I said in the in the Conjuring Two episode, is that um, it's going to be the same for basically all the movies in this universe. But Common Sense Media, our website that um, is a, a useful tool for evaluating movies you haven't seen yet in terms of showing them to kids, um, the phrase that they used when describing Annabelle, they called it quote scary if not too original, and so. I kind of took that to that mean, mean, yeah, I, I interpreted from that that they were referring to this whole cliche of like the possessed doll. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so I was thinking like, I was oh, like, what? okay, like, well, that's crazy pregnant women. Right. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> that's not original. All, all pregnant women are insane and hallucinate. <laughs> uh, push their friends out of windows. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I, that kind of got me thinking about, you know, because it is it is a commonly occurring trope in different ways and it has variations. Um, but it's an interesting uh, food for thought about uh, that sector of horror movies um, and it, what makes it scary. How is it used? Like what different ways? And then why did Annabelle succeed at being so scary, even though it supposedly is this really tired concept? Um, mm-hmm. And so what I made was just a little list, um, kind of off the top of my head, uh, my daughter helped me with it a little bit, of some movies. I know there's more out there, but these are horror movies that I'm familiar with that utilize um, a doll uh, in some way. Um, so the obvious is Child's Play, the Chucky doll from all of the like 200 Child's Play movies. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the other James Wan movie, Dead Silence, which is based around um, a uh, ventriloquist dummy. Um, another one based around a ventriloquist dummy is um, the movie Magic, uh, which I would love to talk about. Then, but um, to finish off the list, there is the um, very beloved clown doll in the Poltergeist movie. Um, there's the movie The Boy, where the the nanny comes to the big old English countryside house to nanny for a basic. I mean, he's he's not a ventriloquist dummy, but he's he's like. Um, He's like a, a mannequin almost, like a yeah. like a child mannequin almost. Sort of, yeah, yeah. Like but, a, it's but of, kind of also a doll. Yeah, it's reminding me of like a big Victorian porcelain doll. Yeah, yeah. Which I had, had one when uh, I was a kid, and I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> um, one that kind of qualifies, but I kind of think of it on the fringe is um, the jigsaw puppet from the Saw movies, um, the little guy that rides around on his tricycle. Um, and then finally, the uh, epic film series Puppet Master, which yes. I think there are 12 now, because I bought the whole series when there was 11, and I think they've made just one since then. But There's another one on Shudder. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll have to get that information from you later. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like some of these, um, for example, with uh, the Chucky doll and Jigsaw in Saw, um, they're actually like... And, and Puppet Master, they're moving and talking. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like they're alive. Sometimes being sarcastic. Yeah, they're they're snarky. Yeah. They've got attitude. They're fucking shit up. You um, want them to get away with everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there, that's like kind of one category um, where Annabelle doesn't doesn't fall there. Annabelle doesn't mm-hmm. talk occasionally in the movies. Like she might do a slow head turn or a blink, but her face doesn't move. She doesn't mm-hmm. smile or frown. Um, I, you don't really, I think, ever see her use her arms. She's not really, like, ambulatory. Sometimes the doll might levitate or move or something like that, but she's not really animated mm-hmm. the same way Chucky and Jigsaw and the Puppet Master dolls are. Um, then there's the the, uh, the ventriloquist dummy category with, like, the Dead Silence movie. And then, did you ever see Magic? Mm-mm, it no. was from, um, I think it was, it was like either late 60s, early 70s. I remember my dad making me watch it when I was quite a bit younger. It is like a uber young Anthony Hopkins. Mm-hmm. And he is a ventriloquist. Yeah. And um, Anne Margaret is in it. She's like his kind of love interest. But basically the whole um, story centers around, is the dummy alive or is he going insane? Mm-hmm. Because the dummy's talking to him. But maybe the dummy's alive because some things happen where you're like, oh, my God, like, the dummy did something. Yeah. But then sometimes you're like, wait, no, he's doing it, and he's just going crazy. But mm-hmm. you really go through the whole movie really not knowing which is which. Yeah. Um, and so that one and Dead Silence, you know, there's there's a kind of a level of animation of the ventriloquist dummies. But then he's like, is, is it being manipulated by a person? Mm-hmm. Like, is a person responsible for the life or whatever, the, the behavior that's ex- exhibiting it? I've never seen Dead Silence. Yeah, it's, I mean, I it's mean, not I the James worst. Wan. When? When? Wan. Wan? Wan? I would Wan? probably say Wan. James Wan. I love Wan. Wan sounds Wan Midwestern Wan? to me. <laughs> James Wan. James Wan makes the greatest movies. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I see it. It's always like, on his list, his well, creds. No, wait, no, no, no. It pops up like, you might be interested in this. And oh. I'm always like, oh, You're like, am I know? I don't know yeah. about that. I saw it back when it came out. I think I might have even seen it in the theater. Um, and then I showed it to Grace recently just because I was like, oh, well, she loves James Wan. I remember this. It's, you know, not explicit in any other way other than being scary. So I think that she'll like it. And she thought it was pretty dumb. But um, <laughs> but for me, it's still it's still worth watching. Yeah. You know, even if it's just to be like, oh, like it made me jump a couple times, and I can talk about how terrible it is. Um, yeah. Yeah. So then you know you've got that ventriloquist dummy ca- uh, category, which also isn't Annabelle because that's not, you know, her owners don't interact with her in that way. Mm-hmm. You know, those porcelain dolls weren't meant to be played with. Like, all every little girl knew that. Like, you didn't get to take it down from the shelf. It's, yeah, it's I had on one, and it stayed on a little bench and stared at me yeah. in the night. Because yeah. it was big. It was, like, three <laughs> feet tall. Big eyes. I was like, oh, I don't like this. It was dressed in, like, Victorian, out, uh, Victorian little short pants. Oh, no, it was and a boy? So, uh, she was a girl, I think. Oh. Maybe a boy. I don't know. She has a Victorian hair. girl wearing pants? I don't know. <laughs> Scandalous. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it was a boy. Maybe I just thought the whole time that oh, she was a girl. Because <laughs> I named her Victoria. Yeah. Uh, because she was Victorian. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> You're so literal. <laughs> That's where my nine-year-old brain went. Yeah. So I had it for a long, long time. And then I was like, I don't 
want this anymore. Can, can we creepy. not have this in my world, please? It was, uh, yeah, a little bit creepy. Plus, I had already, like, started kind of dabbling into this, the scary and macabre. So yeah. and I'll that's like, all it takes to spoil dolls for you. I was like, I'm done with this. Oh, yeah. No, thank you. Oh, show. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, and so then, like, with the, you know, the clown doll and poltergeist is a pretty small moment mm-hmm. in in those movies but yeah. it's effective because by the time poltergeist came out everybody knew categorically that clowns were evil we were mm-hmm. well past the generation Especially where clown clowns dolls were, yeah dolls for sure yeah i mean john dolls. wayne gacy ruined clowns for everyone yep um and so when poltergeist came out as soon as you saw that doll even before anything happened you're like that doll is not okay yeah. incinerate that shit they're like we're moving in i'm like that doll over there in that moving box gas to go he's gotta go <laughs> Um, yeah, and so with the boy, maybe the boy is almost closest to Annabelle. Yeah. In its application, because you do, it, it sometimes is in a different place from where you left it. You never mm-hmm. see it moving. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, you don't see it living, but it's, it's moving. It's going, you see evidence that it has done something that shouldn't be possible. That it's being placed around. Yeah. Yeah. And but in like the the in the boy, you know, it's just her and the doll in this giant empty house mm-hmm. as far as she knows. Yeah. And um so she has no explanation for why why it's moving. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And and so like that's I that doesn't feel super cliché to me. I don't think so. I think I don't know. I mean, there's the everyone probably maybe everyone maybe you too has we read uh as children, Goosebumps, Slappy comes home. Or, like, you know. Yeah, Night of the Living Dummy. Yeah, Night of the Living yeah. Dummy. Um, Best character in the Goosebumps movie. So Jack good. Black's voice. Oh, it was great. So good. So I read that when I was, like, 10. Mm-hmm. I also watched The Twilight Zone, where there's a guy who's he's really down on himself. He's, like, a like a comedian-type guy, ventriloquist. And his dummy starts, like, being like, you're a real... I don't know, remember actually. You're a real like, piece of shit. Kind of. <laughs> like, I don't really remember what he says because I saw it when I was like 12 or 13. Yeah. But he's basically like, you're kind of a loser. Like, what? what's wrong <laughs> with you? Getting emotionally abused by your he's dummy. Totally he's getting emotionally abused, I think, by his his, his dummy. Um, but I think really that, that trope of tired doll, you know, story, mm-hmm. I think it's always... Typically, I would say it's the doll that's talking and being an asshole and you yeah. know, whatever, where everyone's like, oh, yes, I've seen this. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe there's not so many of, uh, you know, doll is being moving around and having people doubt themselves and be like, oh, did it? Did I? Did that really move? Like, yeah. am I? No, didn't I leave that in the chair? Why is it on the bed? Yeah. Like, it's kind of a weird psychological like am I having a breakdown or <laughs> um I mean even still I guess someone would ask themselves that if their doll is talking to them too but <laughs> <laughs> no that they just take for granted <laughs> they're like oh it's fine but I would say like talking doll being a sarcastic asshole tired and played out yeah doll moving around for we you don't really know why yeah um yeah I mean it, it you could say it maybe it's commonly used I don't think that it's ineffective because most of the time the story behind it is different for like the ones 
Where? For like Annabelle, for the boy, because for Annabelle, we know it's that, you know, this demon is manipulating it in the boy. I won't spoil the movie, but there's a, there's an explanation for why the doll and the boy is moving around mm-hmm. um, in those stories when it's not like Chucky or whatever. Yeah. There's something behind the activity of the doll or even in poltergeist you know it wasn't the clown doll that was the problem the the poltergeist was manipulating the doll Mm -hmm. um and so that even if it's if it's often used because like okay say you've got a ghost or a poltergeist or a demon in your home and they're trying to mess with you they're trying to frighten you they're beginning the process of possession or whatever and and they want to scare you by manipulating or moving around something in your house like Doing like moving your coffee cup is not, you know, gonna be noticed. Yeah, no, nobody's gonna care. Well, a doll is something that's innocent and it's mm. like a very inno- like associated inno- with children. It's and- associated with children. It's an innocent item, mm-hmm. and if this something something malevolent is yeah. manipulating and moving it around, that makes it all the more scary. Yeah. Versus, oh, that dress is attacking me. Like, I don't really, you know, <laughs> why like, is that dining chair like oh, giving me the finger? This chair. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, and also the just the fact that it is something that has a face. That too. You know, and and features, even if they don't move and they don't talk, uh, it's more it's more unsettling mm-hmm. for it to show signs of life. True. That it's not supposed to. Well, have. also when you think about the image of a clown and it being used in an evil way, these yeah. are. A clown, a doll, those are both, um, like, images, things that are in your life that are innocence. And, like I mentioned, like I just said, children play with them. Yeah. They're supposed to be associated with good mm-hmm. and goodness and laugh and enjoyment and you can relax. But now it's attacking people. Like, you know? <laughs> so quit laughing. So quit laughing. <laughs> so maybe, I mean, that's a good one for sure. I mean, I... I'll always watch all the animal movies. I've seen, I think, probably not all the Chucky movies, but a lot of them. I've only, I've seen, I think, the first three or four. After a while, it's just sort of, Yeah, once they introduced Jennifer Tilly as the female, I never Mm -hmm. saw any of those. I was like, you jumped the shark. I'm good. It's pretty ridiculous, but. I mean, I love Jennifer Tilly, but that's, I wasn't going to go there. And I've seen, I've seen all the Puppet Master movies. I just recently, finally, I'd never seen a single Saw movie just recently, they put them all on HBO Max, and I watched Saw? all of them. Yeah, and I, yeah, I've only was, seen a few. It wasn't a valuable use of my time. No, um, they really are all the same. Yep, as the one before and the one after. <laughs> Sorry, I learned we might get hate mail, but that's sort of it, yeah. Prove me wrong. I mean, James Wan, one. Sorry, <laughs> I can't. I can't Jimmy, Jimmy W. <laughs> Him and his other, I forget his name. He's the other like writing partner collaborator. And he did that movie. Yeah. That was, like, what made them famous. Yeah, the Carrie Elway. Like, because the first one was, mm-hmm. like... And often, that's often the case. The first one is groundbreaking. And then yeah. you just rip it off and rip it off and rip it off and rip mm-hmm. it off. And it gets totally tired. Yes. Um, yeah. But, yeah, the first one, especially, like, having someone like Carrie Elway's in it as, like, mm-hmm. this, you know, remarkable character that we hadn't really seen him play before. Yeah. You know, it was a combination of an innovative idea, a great director, they got a good cast. It was, you know, mm-hmm. and, but then they just wouldn't stop. I know. <laughs> Which is stop. the case with a lot of these horror movies that have 75 sequels. <laughs> I know. Although, you know, The Conjuring, I know we've kind of like gone off the rails besides like talking about dolls or whatever, but I would say like The Conjuring universe. It doesn't seem the reason I'm so excited to 
to do it even. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't seem like oh, enough already. Yeah. You well, know? I think it's because there's enough variation between like, yeah, there are three Conjuring movies that center around Ed and Lorraine, mm-hmm. but then you have the Annabelle movies that, while Annabelle is consistent, the human participants in the movies are all different. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then, you know, The Nun, you have a completely different setting and time period. Um, the only thing that you're reusing is the nun, the Valak mm-hmm. image. And yeah. then La Girona is like off, off the, you know, there's only a tiny Way link off. to yeah. the to the universe at all. And so I think that that's, that's what makes it, what keeps them fresh is they really are truly independent, different, unique movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would say to go back to the doll movie discussion, I would say them saying like, oh, this is kind of a tired trope a little bit. True and also not yeah, it doesn't exactly apply here. true. I don't feel like it applies here. No. It's not like a walking, talking, stabby doll. I feel like this is the <laughs> first time that some, even if the idea of an, a manipulated China doll has been present in a lot of scary movies, this almost feels like the first time that it's been made the, the centerpiece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because normally it's just kind of like a byproduct. It's something that happens during the process of a possession yeah. occurring yeah. in a household. Mm-hmm. Um, but to to really elevate the doll character in and of itself to the point where it is then the connecting character to two subsequent movies, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's unusual. Definitely, definitely. And I will keep watching them. Yay! You know I will. Love them. Um, yeah, good discussion. Mm-hmm. I uh, will not be buying any Victorian dolls anytime no, soon or no, China no, dolls. No. We got <laughs> a lot for gifts when my daughter was born and we had, you know, the little shelf way up at the ceiling uh, where she couldn't reach it that they were on. And they were cute. Like there was, you know, some Madame Alexander ones. I think most of them were Madame Alexander. Um, and then she had actually. Oh, one of those too. Yeah. And they're, they're cute. They're not creepy faced. No, um, but so. then she did when she was baptized. I think my mother-in-law gave her. It was technically made by Madame Alexander, but it was a giant baby doll style one that was in like a christening cap and gown for mm-hmm. her baptism. Mm-hmm. Um, and that one it was a little, a little bit creepier. Um, but yeah, it, she was probably six or seven when she was like, "You need to box those up and put them away." And I'm like, "Heard, these, done, and done. Get these out of my life. Yes, before they attack me. <laughs> yeah, I, I need more room for my Disney stuffed animals. I don't want these devil faces looking down on me every devil night. <laughs> don't get me that set that you've always wanted, Mom. <laughs> right? It's always to, about you, Mom. To complete the set. <laughs> With your uh, manhanded dolls. Oh my god, <laughs> mom's got a manhand fetish. Um, but yeah, so speaking of Grace, um, and as I mentioned before, the um, parent rundown for this movie is the same as really probably all the Conjuring movies will be. The MPA reading was R for intense sequences of disturbing violence and terror. And this one actually did have like blood. It did. Um, stabbing. Stabbing. Attacks. And yeah, the whole arterial spray on the wall when uh-huh. the Higgins were killed. Yeah. Um, there was more blood in this, um, which is, it got a moderate rating from IMDb for violence and gore and severe for frightening and intense scenes. Um, Common Sense Media gave this a 17 plus, which is actually scarier than Conjuring 1 and 2, which got 16 plus. Would um, you say it's because of that? 
that violence that they It could be. Uh, maybe it will be. And also, I've mentioned this, that Common Sense Media, I believe, has a kind of a faith-based origin. And so the president Seeing a demon face. Yeah. Not, not that there isn't demonic stuff um, in all of these movies, but yeah. the whole cult... like trying to summon a demon type thing for this might have made it seem more problematic to somebody with that um those priorities there's like blood i mean i never mentioned this in my synopsis and we have i don't think we mentioned this there is like a symbol painted in blood yeah yeah when when annabelle a human annabelle kills herself she writes um in her blood on the wall behind her the the symbol for the disciples of the ram yeah which i think is the only reason why they're able to the cops are able to determine what cult these two were from Mm -hmm. was by tracing that symbol Yeah. yeah um and so, yeah, and then on Common Sense Media, parents said 14 plus and kids said 13 plus. Um, so parents and kids have kind of stayed a little bit. I mean, all of them have kind of stayed consistent for the rating on that one. Um, but yeah, again, that like this, we said this one does have a little bit more like actual human on human violence mm-hmm. um, yeah. than the our others so far. Um, so that might be a little bit more problematic, but it is still free of any sex, nudity, nudity, nudity swearing, um, you know, drug use, like all that stuff is just non-existent. It's just a question of, is it too scary for your kids? And it probably is. Yeah. Yeah. Unless, Did you say Grace has seen this one? Yeah. Grace yeah. has seen all the movies in the Conjuring universe. Oh, okay. And yeah, she rewatched yeah. Annabelle with me today. Um, it was the second time she had seen it uh, since the first time that I showed it to her. Does she have a favorite or one that she's like, oh, that's a... I really prefer... I don't know. Um, I feel like... Because she was still... When she watched them all the first time, even though it was only like a year and a half or so ago, she's also like seen so many in kind of like a short period of time. I think she kind of mixes them up a little bit. And so Mm -hmm. she needs like a reminder of like, oh, which one was that? Oh, oh, okay. You know, kind of like Lorena. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I can say that because she's not here. I know. She's like a mini bell. We're like, no! No! Wrong! Very wrong. (laughs) Um, So maybe by the time we've reworked through them um, at the end of our quote-unquote summer project of the Conjuring (laughs) universe, she will have rewatched most, if not all of them, and be able to declare a favorite. A favorite. Yeah, maybe that can be on our final episode. We will all chime in on our Our favorites, favorites, and I'll report on her vote at that time. Yeah, I'm very interested, I think. Yeah, I think we should all kind of do that since we're doing the the whole, all of the movies. Yeah. Um, yeah, I sure. think I have a, a first runner up, but I mean, I haven't watched a lot of the movies in a while, so yeah. we'll see. And is as we'll your, your perception of them does change over time. And also it like, does, yeah. you know, you can love the first one and then after you've seen three or four more, go back and watch the first one and see it with completely new eyes because the characters have changed in your mind because you've seen mm-hmm. the characters have other experiences mm-hmm. and, and do other things. And so you might like them more, you might like them less, you know, yeah. so you go back and see the first one and you're like, oh, well now I kind of think this person's an asshole and so I don't like this as much (laughs) I think that's yeah that's definitely definitely true um well great discussion on Annabelle I highly recommend highly recommend it watched it yeah uh our next movie that we will be talking about is actually Annabelle too or excuse me Annabelle creation creation yes it's a prequel yeah it's a prequel it is so good. So, so if you want to check it out, watch it. Definitely we, rewatch that one. Do that. It Lulu is, Wilson. I am so excited because I freaking love Lulu Wilson. Mm-hmm. I love 
basically it's a great cast. It's fantastic. It is. So it's I a just, really great you know, cast. And they, they really knock it out of the park. So I'm excited to rewatch it because it, I don't think I've watched it since I saw it in the theater. It's been a very, very I think long time. I've probably seen it like three or four times. Because what I, yeah. my thing is that I buy all of these on physical DVD still because that's like my collection. Listeners at home, Katie. I'm, my yeah, husband Katie calls a me problem. a Luddite. <laughs> I love how buying DVDs makes me a Luddite. Um, <laughs> yes. But so I always see it in the theater when it comes out. And then once I, when it comes out on DVD and I buy the DVD, I always watch it again mm-hmm. the, as soon as I have the DVD. So I've always seen them at least twice. And then since I've shown Grace all of these, I've seen all of these at least three times. But I also am big on putting scary movies on as background when I'm doing other things at home. And so there's a lot of them that I've had on in background many times. So in you're scared those. into doing laundry. You're like, ah, the laundry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I realized because I used to, I also love action movies, but I learned a long time ago that putting those on as background noise is not uh, helpful because it's just gunfire and explosions. There's not a lot of dialogue. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. This <laughs> doesn't always work. Okay. So check it out. I... Hope you like it as much as we do, and I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, and we'll uh, see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.